We're glad to have back to the microphones. Really, you know, not only does she run an amazing organization, but she is the most, the, one of the strongest music minds that I know. Denise <laughs> Kozlowski, uh, welcome back, Denise. Thank you so much. And Dr. Matthew Sippel uh, on the board of NAMI. Welcome back, um, Dr. Sippel. Oh, thank you, Joel. We're glad that you're here. And, and uh, you know, again, I, I, I love playing the U2 for Denise because, you know, this is her era, <laughs> right? But uh, we're, we're, I mean, it you know, is, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's part of part of the thing. Uh, Denise and I go back from Gannon University days when I was the um, faculty advisor of the campus radio station back in the late 90s, early 2000s. And Denise was a student, you know, making all the music happen. But right now she is making health and wellness happen here with NAMI. And so we want to get get kind of right to it here. We have a nice hour. So we're able to kind of go on a deep dive. Um, one of the things that we, so I don't know, I don't, I didn't even prep you guys on this, but I, I, I need oh, no. to tell you now. <laughs> Hold on. <man. laughs> you'll, you'll be fine with it. But for some reason, organically in our conversations this month, and it started when we started talking to our friends from the trauma informed community. And then it came up when we talked about core and then it, it kept on coming up again and again talking about resiliency and grit and and how that is you know uh something that uh, we all have to deal with on an emotional health level and and so i if, you know we don't have to jump to it right then but i would love for you guys to to weigh in on on your take on on resiliency especially you know for the people that you that you work with you know um but uh, let's let's talk about nami let's talk about the mission of nami um denise uh, jump right in there you know we've been providing mental health education to the community for over 35 years right here in erie county wow. and we continue providing our mission of mental health education by bringing in new programs and services that have done well throughout the nami nation we bring them to erie we have NAMI Homefront that we're bringing uh, right here in our community, and it'll be coming up this fall. NAMI Homefront is a program for families who have veterans that are coming back or are serving now on how better to communicate with them, how better to empathize of what they're going through if they do have some special mental health challenges. But it's a really important program. We've seen have a lot of success nationally as well as in Pittsburgh. So because of the need in Erie, we are bringing that program here. And that's going to be a really neat asset to the Erie community. Now, do you see some synergy with the VA, with some of the other veterans programs, even the veterans court that seems to be, uh, you know, part of this situation? I do, but also Matt Sipple uh, can can definitely answer that question. You know, what, when you're when you're dealing with vets with PTSD and some of the some of the other physiological and behavioral health and mental health issues, what what are you encountering there in Erie? Um, we are seeing a rise, as we all know. Um, I believe the rates of uh, PTSD are extremely high, plus the suicide rates. I believe uh, Denise helped me with this. Mm -hmm. I believe it's uh, one out of every in 22 seconds yes wow. um so the suicide rate is just astronomical and uh, um, these young men and women coming back um we're kind of dropping the ball and helping um with their mental wellness um, mm. on so many fronts and i know some of the other aspects I, I did a lot of looking in this being a veteran my brother was a veteran that did complete suicide so near and dear to my heart I'm so sorry and so looking into it compared to world war ii which my grandfather was in that too. But 
the, the folks that served back then, the average age was 22. And the average age of our folks going in now are 18. So you think it's a big difference? That's part of the difference, you think? That's what they're at least um, hypothesizing at this point. And it wow. does kind of make sense. Um, as we know, the brain doesn't fully develop till like 24, at least by oh, wow. I, uh, having more years of development before being put in these traumatic situations, you know, where they barely have the right to vote and mm -hmm. can't drink yet, but they can go on the front lines, you know. And, and there, you know, and there's a lot of services and not, but NAMI's bringing their expertise to the veterans issue. I, I mean, we, when we had the VA on, they talked about their 24 hour hotline and, and so on. But yeah, it just seems like there's plenty. Uh, it's like an all hands on deck kind of scenario, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think all of us, um, whether we work with the VA or not, um, there's just so many vets that need help that we all could be doing this and should be doing this. We, we've talked, uh, and again, I think when you when you all were here before, we talked about children. You know, we talked about um, you know the 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 need for uh, you know just sometimes to, to kind of early intervention for this. Uh, y your your role is to kind of help the whole family, isn't it, Denise? Yes, and NAMI providing that education. We are the agency that specializes in that. That is, that is what we do with our mm -hmm. evidence-based programs, mm -hmm. which is just kind of a fancy term for um, longstanding, that people that come through our programs not only benefit the time that they're taking our education, but it improves their quality of life through, throughout the time. Yeah. That once they're done with NAMI's programs, maybe they graduate from family to family or a peer-to-peer -peer program, they keep the books, the materials, and all the knowledge and the relationships that they now have from their classmates that they're not alone and they now have this community, whether it's some mm -hmm. folks at NAMI or their classmates or folks like Dr. Sipple in the community, they know they have resources. They have more tools in their toolkit to have that improved quality of life. If you uh, have a question for our friends from NAMI, our phone number is 679-1080 and the lines are open 679-1080 uh, right now. The, um, you know, the, you know, the, as far as the uh, the programs, you know, it, you mentioned the family education, the peer to peer. Um, you're talking about recovery education. I, I would imagine that's very, uh, you know, relevant right now as far as, you know, helping out on uh, on recovery from addiction. Absolutely. And also parallel to that is recovery from mental illness, even if that is possible, that it is not an easy path and it's not something that you once overcome and that's it. You're done. You put that chapter away of your life, mm -hmm. that there are a lot of ups and downs that are associated with recovery. And that impacts the person that has mental health challenges as well as their family, too. Talk about mental health therapy insofar as you have an you have an episode you get treatment, you can come out and kind of go in remission mentally or behaviorally? Oh, for a lot of folks, that is very possible. And what we know is a lot of folks will have one depressive episode in their lifetime and they can get treated and 50% will go on never to have another episode. Okay. I never knew that. Yeah. I thought it was like, once you once you're there, you know, you're you're kind of on the meds or, you know, or what have you. But it's it it basically could be a reaction to a significant episode and a significant trauma, you know. Correct. And by the time, though, someone's had a third episode, that's where at least the uh, treatment guidelines recommend treatment of some form. 
um, indefinitely. They feel that there's um, uh, not enough serotonin, norepinephrine, mm-hmm. production, dopamine, so forth. Well, we, well, I think when you guys were back, or in one, again, I've had, a, I've had 200 <laughs> guests, so I got to make sure. And, and again, we, we've gone back to mental health a lot in this program because those statistics about Erie, 40% are on anti-anxiety, anti-depression drugs. I mean, it is a significant, it may be the most, it may be worse than smoking as far as chronic you know, a, a chronic ailment for the Erie community. So, I mean, it's important that we pay attention to it. But uh, I guess my, uh, I'm trying to remember the the question here. The, um, uh, and I'll think of it, but the, the, the issue of, uh, you know, that we have to go to our PCP oftentimes when we have, not a psychotic episode, but, you know, when we're depressed, you know, that, that that's kind of like the first line of defense. Is that accurate? That, that's very accurate. In today's healthcare system, that, that's the first line. Now, some you family, can't get to a psychologist often or a psychiatrist a lot of times. Correct. Um, there could be a three, four month waiting list. And in depression, three or four months may as well be three or four years because wow. it, it's just that deep, that heavy. Um, and a lot of family docs are good, and they get it right from the beginning. And, and what, would, what would be the typical scenario? Okay, I, I have a really bad episode. Like, you know, uh, God forbid uh, a parent dies or a child dies or, or you know, a sibling or, or, or you lose a job that could really knock you off, you know. Um, you, you go to a family doc, would they prescribe meds? They're not, you know, they would, they're not doing a whole lot of counseling. They're, can they prescribe counseling and meds? What, what's, the, what's the treatment plan? I don't, and, and yeah, I'm not going to pin you down, but what's a typical treatment plan, I should say? Well, for me, it'd be different, but from a family doc standpoint, they, the person may be coming in, I feel depressed. Um, I just don't have the energy, you know, the, to get things done that I need to get done. It's not happening. So they try to treat it. Um, then when they're not getting better, then it gets uh punted us, if you will. And it, what we try to do is get a full evaluation and we try to look at everything. And some, a lot of times somebody needs more on the therapy side, you know, if they lost a job, they got divorced, things like that. That doesn't necessarily require an antidepressant. Um, so you have to keep it. So mind. not necessarily meds are not always prescribed. Oh, for, I hope for, not. No. Okay. Well, hey, I'm, I'm learning, right? I mean, totally and understand good questions. Yes. Yeah. And I always, there's a couple things you, I try to be on the conservative side, um, with the medications. Um, but for a lot of folks, they come to us. Some folks don't want therapy. They want a medication. And I don't know if society has ingrained that in their head. I need a pill to feel better. Yeah. And then I'll have the opposite where, um, Folks um, won't take a medication when they actually do need it. Yeah, they could really be benefited. They get from stuck that. in therapy. Yeah, so yeah. we see both scenarios. Um, but if you get a good history, um, the idea is looking at kind of um, a couple major things: the bio- biological side of it, and there's nurture and nature. Mm-hmm. The psychology, how we were raised, and our ego strengths and things like that, and our social aspects. You know, what supports do we have in our life? jobs relationships things like that and that should help guide treatment and you work with the person of course always to see what their goals are and see what you can um, match up for them and it sounds like and again going back to resiliency it sounds like the context that we live in whether we have that that loving uh a significant other or that context of a family really ups the resilient quotient 
And but just some folks don't have that. Mm-hmm. They don't have the you know the village that surrounds the, the folks. Uh, and, and another conversation we got into is with fosters. You know, as kids age out of the foster system, you know, there's there's you know there's a, a big gap there insofar as they're used to having everything told for them what to do. They're already been traumatized because they they lost the placement with their with their birth family uh, and so navigating life when you're too old for the system is is tough mm-hmm. and we have we have all of that so uh, excuse me we we're talking about uh, to nami don't don't want to depress you but want to educate you <laughs> you know we, we want you to stay focused on the road as you're as you're going home but we're also celebrating the great stuff that nami does through the fabulous golf filing when is it and, and people can sign up right now they can at namierie.org backslash fabulous it's june 21st and the boas are optional the boas are, are <laughs> just not on. Yeah, no, you have to wear a boa. You have boa. to wear the boa. <laughs> <laughs> no one denies boas, exactly. right? Well, maybe. <laughs> Stand by. We're uh, talking to Denise and to Dr. Matt from NAMI and uh, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And um, you have a new program, NAMI Basics. Yeah. What's that all about? NAMI Basics is really exciting program. It's for parents who have young children with mental health issues. Our family to family program has been around for our 35 years existence right here in Erie. That's been very successful. But the NAMI Basics program takes uh, parents who have the young children and takes them into a specialized class and curriculum. Mm-hmm. It teaches them more communication skills, signs and symptoms uh, that are more prevalent in children, as well as partnering with the school system rather than seeing them as an adversary. Mm-hmm. There, we really want to create a big atmosphere, a big network of of conglomerates that are able to produce just positive things for the children that are battling you know, growing up, which is challenging enough, and then having mental health issues on top of that as well. How does that, how does that go? I mean, basically, you would get the diagnosis that, hey, your child is special needs in this regard. And then here's, here's the support mechanism for you. And that includes NAMI Basics. Is that kind of an accurate workflow, if you will? And you don't have to have your child have that diagnosis. If you believe your child or your grandchild has mental health issues, that's the time to go to the NAMI Basics program to learn more. Dr. Sibyl, what are the telltale signs? I mean, again, do you think most parents or grandparents would know instantly what's up? Or is it is it like the acting out is for real? It gets a little tricky with kids because as they develop, they go through those phases where um, they their behaviors can change. But when you see it consistently and things that um, simple things like what they like to do, what they like to eat as those change um, and teachers will often give reports. You always need that whole rounded, the school report, the family report, so forth. And they'll say they're more withdrawn um, or we see more um, um, behavioral issues with their peers. Cause usually the peer behavior will stay about the same. They'll have a conflict. They resolve it, move on. Okay. But um, kids that are suffering with depression and things like that, they'll withdraw from the other kids, their peers, and not ever reacclimate with them. Oh wow, wow! And so, and so, as people see this, if you, again, if you care enough 
for the child. If you love the child enough, you will say, you know what, I we've got to go a little bit deeper and 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 figure this thing out and 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 seek the help, whether it is from the family doctor or from a counselor or somebody at at school. Uh, is are the school systems relatively set up for helping along this way? Do you think? I believe that they're working further and harder and harder to recognize um, various things from autism to depression mm-hmm. and so forth. Um, so I know a lot of times I think us or, or um, um, NAMI so forth, we may be the first that they say, well, there could be an issue. Yeah. Um, and that may be even the family doc, as you had pointed out. Um, so usually they can recognize something. Um, and it's kind of up to that point where the, the parents decide to, to take them so yeah i i just feel like so many you know th- this part of life is just uh there's just not a lot of regular people that understand you know the 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 signs i mean you have a cold you you, you take a thermometer or you have a fever you put a thermometer into a kid's ear or over their forehead you know a, a child that's suffering depression that's a different story right um and it should be a well if they are coming in and they're depressed. Um, the big gap that we miss is what NAMI provides, where we're if we don't help educate the family, the parents, and so forth, then we're just we're we're not meeting the whole thing, and we're just putting kind of a band aid on it if we don't treat from every mm-hmm. aspect the whole family basically or help educate them. Um, very very important. Um, and most of us as parents love our children. We want to do Absolutely. everything right. And you know, and I know, we have made bad calls as parents and some good calls. <laughs> right, sure. And we all need that little help every now and then. Um, and it's very important for the parents and family. So again, a, a parent suspects something, they can call NAMI? Absolutely. We also have more information for the NAMI Basics Program on our website, namierie.org. We're talking to our friends from NAMI. Uh, you know, we're coming up against a hard break here at the bottom of the hour. Again, uh, we're uh, talkyuri.com is excited to be one of the sponsors for the fabulous golf outing happening next month uh, in June. And foursomes are still available. Foursomes are still available. We're hoping for some sunshine this year, but we will have you better boas. guarantee it, Denise. No, <laughs> the boas will be back. I can guarantee that. And, and so, um, uh, great, great way to get signed up for that is what? Uh, you can call our office at 456 1773, or you can always log on our website. Website. And of course, our Facebook page too has all kinds of great information, and you can always private message what, what us. What course? What course are we going to this year? Uh, Venango. Venango, which is a really nice course. Yeah, down. Uh, take a little drive into the country, and then make your drives right. Uh, uh, we have uh, Denise Kozlowski and uh, Dr. Matthew Sippel uh, from NAMI. Uh, Dr. Sippel is in private practice and on the board of the National Alliance of Mental Illness. Denise is the executive director. And, uh, um, of course, a, a Gannon grad. Uh, both, actually, both of you are Gannon grads, right? Yes, sir. Yep. So we're full of, come on, I know. go Knights. In the house. In the house, that's right. <laughs> Do we, you proud. We've been, we've been, uh, we've Plug been. for Gannon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's yeah, the, and Believe me, they're loving it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you know we, we've been promoting a lot. Uh, tomorrow I'm having a special program of my 35th anniversary of graduating from Gannon. Awesome. And so I've got, uh, 
uh, AJ Maselli oh, and wow. MC Gensmere and um, a couple of my classmates, Bob Bowen and uh, Mark MV Moorhead is uh, is calling in from uh, from uh, Arizona there. And so, yeah, it'll be it'll be a blast. So, yeah, we're, we're raising the roof for Gannon today uh, as we as we and again and Gannon should be proud of the, the work that uh, you folks are doing with NAMI here. And um, uh, it, what, what I keep on seeing on your notes that things are free family to family program. Again, these are, these are educational programs to help families navigate when someone in the family is mentally, um, you know, that has, is, has mental health issues, right? Yep. And it, it is free. We don't accept insurance. Anybody that needs the services can access them. And that's why we, we are so dependent on our fundraisers with mm-hmm. the fabulous golf outing there and those go. lovely yeah. boas, mm-hmm. you know, and, and things like that, because we know that there's a need in the community with one in five impacted each and every year right here in Erie County. That's 55,000 residents. Wow. That's a lot of folks. Yeah, sure one is. in five. And, and, and what you're doing with the family to family is really kind of walking them through uh, what coping mechanism and talk about that Denise. coping mechanisms communication techniques really how to enhance and understand what their loved one is going through mm-hmm. maybe it's you know how to support their loved one and encourage them to seek further treatment whether that's support groups therapy whether that could be medication or not you know there, there is a lot of things the families need to educate themselves about in order to learn more about what their family's going through now, when when people go from depression and, you know, being able to be stabilized in medication or what have you uh, to more psychosis, uh, you know, I, I, I've heard stories of, um, you know, uh, someone who is full out diagnosed with, uh, you know, a, a, maybe a, a schizophrenic paranoia, you know, and, and really family ties become strained. Uh, are you able to help with, you know, with coping on that? Well, that's where the NAMI programs are such a success because they're peer run. So they are folks that they themselves have loved ones with mental illness or are facing that recovery themselves. So they know from their experiences what works, what doesn't, you know, okay. how, how they've so been there So to be able to keep communication that. up yes. with that with that person that's really struggling with the with kind of a deep uh, mental illness or something. I, I, again, again uh, sometimes... You know, those are just really hard family issues to navigate. And I think at NAMI, you become associated with our network of folks. Okay. That they have others that are going through similar situations. So they know that they're not alone and that they can reach out to help. Whether it's NAMI, whether it's some of their classmates, Mm -hmm. we are there not only today, but in the future as well. How how much of the opioid epidemic do you all get involved in? And not much... Or is that kind of a different part of the medicine? Well, with NAMI's part, it still falls with the same thing that we're discussing with depression, schizophrenia, and so forth. Families, even probably more so with the opioids, they need that support that NAMI is able to help the families understand, educate, and what they can do to um, help their loved one that's going through the addiction. Mm-hmm. So they, in every aspect of my world, NAMI easily plays a role and can play a role um, that's needed. Yeah. You, t- you talk also about peer to peer. And again, is that uh, from the person that's experiencing mental health issues, uh, talking to someone who's been down that journey? Absolutely. And, and that's what's really effective. 
it, it just has that bond between people and it really helps them understand the road to recovery. And we were talking about resilience, you mm-hmm. know, encourages them to keep going, to have that resilience, to keep doing what they need to do to feel well on a consistent basis. Again, I, I notice again in your notes talking about triggers that it, boy, this sounds like the same conversation I had with the folks talking about addiction, where sometimes you have to get out of the context that triggers, you know, the, the illness. Uh, do, do you ever prescribe that, Dr. Sippel? Of like, <laughs> you know what, you got to get out of Dodge or you need a vacation or what have you. Actually, um, especially for the folks that are looking out after folks going through this, it just plays such a toll. I know in medical school, it's always brought into us that any caregiver, it's so hard for loved ones to be a caregiver or be supportive. And obviously we need to be, but still we have to take care of ourselves because it can take a toll Mm -hmm. uh, because you're trying and you're trying and trying, but it's still up to them. And that's where it gets tough. And that's where the families and and support systems need that extra education and that support. But for that person that's dealing with you know, it's, it's, it's coming out of, uh, you know, mental illness or, is, you know, maybe like we say, say in remission is sometimes maybe changing the context and getting away from those triggers, you know, whether they're, you know, uh, job stress related or family related or whatever. Does that is that part of the treatment plan? Some sometimes, I guess. Sometimes it is. Sometimes yeah. at least um, whether it's therapy or, or whatever the system is or a treatment that's provided. Sometimes we do need to kind of pull them out of the situation for a little while till we get things calmed down. That limbic system, calm mm-hmm. and quiet down a little bit. And then you can actually think things through a little better. You, you hear about these, um, you know, these, these kind of, re, re, you know, again, again, on the addiction side, you, see, you hear about these resorts or, you know, you know camps or whatever. You don't sound like you're a big fan. Uh, you know, uh, you know that I've, I've heard of them in, in the mental health world, too. Uh, not 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 so much not effective um i haven't seen numbers that showed um where going to betty ford clinic was uh hugely successful yeah. compared to going to a place in area deerfield or, or okay. so forth you know pyramid um some of those places um because i think it's a very humbling experience and my experience at cleveland clinic when i did detox and rehab we had sports figures, we had movie producers, wow. and we had folks from the street. Mm-hmm. I think it's a. I think it's good to have everyone together. It's reality, and it affects everyone. And I really like that concept personally. No one's above anyone. We are all going through the same thing, and it doesn't care, you know, what your color is or how much you make mm-hmm. or what your job is. It hits all of us in some aspect. And and that's if if someone does go into an in inpatient treatment scenario is NAMI able to help the family surrounding to provide the support when they come out? Absolutely. And we do have free support groups for the families as well as the peers. We have free support groups at NAMI the first and third Tuesday of the month for uh, family members at six o'clock here at our offices, 1611 Peach Street. And we also have the same sort of setup uh, for peers. And that's the first and third Monday of the month. So free, open, you can drop in, drop out as much as you want. Everything is confidential. Those are also taught by peers. And we do keep folks that are in recovery 
separate from their family members. We mm. want these groups to just be open yeah. because there are a lot of frustrations that go on with everyday life and with that constant battle of recovery for yeah. the family member and a different experience for the person living with it. And we want folks to have that openness and that trust to say what's on their mind and work through it. That makes a lot of sense. You know, uh, earlier you were mentioning the 55. You threw out some numbers here that are pretty alarming. And I, I, I have one number from your from your notes here that your client base has doubled over the last 36 months, coming in at now 6,500 individuals. That's pretty amazing. That is a lot of mental health presentations to the community. And in fact, those numbers are going to increase substantially. We just received our first big federal grant from SAMHSA, and we're providing mental health first aid training to the community. So anyone that's interested, whether they would be teachers or parents or um, any anyone in the community, can register for these programs that are about... You, you said mental health first aid. Mental health What does first that look aid? like? Well, we know that CPR is very prevalent and people understand the importance of that. But mental health first aid, what to do when a crisis occurs? How do you handle that? What are the signs and symptoms of maybe your coworker going through something or a student in class? You know, what do you do if, if something happens? You know, how do you help support folks that are going through that. And these classes are about uh, two, four hour sessions, free and open to the public. We can even go and speak and have these presentations at uh, different offices, nonprofits. You know, this is a great resource for the Erie community to utilize. Wow, that's cool. Uh, We're talking to our friends from NAMI. If you have a question, uh, it's about quarter uh, to five here. It is uh, 679-1080, 55,000 adult individuals, about one in five face a mental health challenge each year. Amazing. Again, so what so what does that look like, Den- Denise? What w- when you when you say that is that again is that everything from kind of uh, a pretty significant hit to, you know, a full-blown uh episode? What would you call that? That's pretty all-encompassing and in fact those uh, our numbers locally mirror the national numbers. Those oh. are right dead on. Wow. Wow. So so 44 million Americans uh, experience mental uh, illness, depression is the leading cause of disability worldwide. And again, we talk about how many people are on meds, uh, something close to 40% of Erie County is on some kind of anti-anxiety, anti-depression med. And um, and how are they doing, Dr. Sippel? I mean, I mean uh, for the most part, does it work? Well, the way I always explain it when I see someone... I explained like it's a snowball effect. It's medications, um, whether we're talking therapy, so forth. It's not the panacea and it's all done. Um, The way I always explain it is whether it's through therapy, whether it's through medications, TMS, whatever the case may be, it's a snowball effect. So Mm -hmm. we can get their head now above water and the psychological piece starts playing uh, a role in this where now they're starting to have a little more interest in things, a little more energy. They're now interacting with their loved ones a little bit more psychologically. They're starting to feel some of those positive effects. Endorphins are being released. Maybe now they're getting to the gym a little bit more. Maybe now they're eating a little better. So it, to me, it is one big snowball effect. And to think it is just a medication or just therapy or just yeah. this. No, it's still the individual, but I think educating them through any of our services, NAMI, us, so forth. The idea is to um, 
let them know this aspect. And that's what I see is it anything we do is that jump start yeah. to help get them on that road. It's it's all, it sounds like the, the, the typical hockey stick uh chart where you're going down and you have to make that hard forty five degree angle pivot, ninety degree angle pivot to start coming back out of the issues, right? Right. You mentioned T uh TMS can you can you go into that transcranial magnetic stimulation? That's something that you've brought to Erie, or is you know, or, or use it quite a bit, don't you? Uh, yes, we do. Um, it came out in the early 1990s. Europe has been using TMS since 1997. Canada was approved in 2002. The United States 2008, um, and we brought it last year. Um, Mayo Clinic, Stanford, Harvard. Oxford, um, Japan, it's part of their protocols for other things too. Um, and it's not shock therapy. No, this is totally no, different. No. Um, the beauty of it is it's using your own brain cells and activating them. So um, when I first started falling in love with this and seeing this, it made so much sense that you're using a magnet, the strength of an MRI to activate the brain cells. Hmm. So as this activates them, um, it starts a chain reaction with the other 100 billion uh, brain cells you have, and thus it allows your own neurotransmitters to flow. And then things start to pick up, um, and it just uses your own chemistry. What, what, is, what, is, what is the sensation that your clients are, are feeling, your patients are feeling when they uh, come out of this stimulation? Um, what we usually see early on is they start to notice clarity. Sometimes we see that even after a couple treatments. They'll say, I just think a little clear. And then we start seeing some energy improve. Um, and it's pretty cool when you see it. And yeah. There's a lot of studies showing this can improve cognition. So in my world, to have something improve cognition rather than make them feel like uh, foggy or a zombie or any of those Which terms. Which is what you want to a lot of the medicine does. Huh? Yeah. Um, and not have that weight gain and all these other things. Um, it's so nice to have an alternative and I've never used a treatment and I'm ECT certified and, you know, um, I've prescribed MAOIs, all these things. This is the most consistent, um, treatment I've ever provided to anyone, um, and get, uh, great results. Not everyone responds, so I don't want to. And, and, and what, what is the level of the, of the struggle that that person's going through that would call for this kind of treatment? Technically, the FDA only requires failure on one antidepressant. Once again, insurance companies, it's a little more hoops yeah. than that. Mm -hmm. um, but we do get folks that have been depressed 12 years. Um, I've seen folks depressed 15 years. And even yeah. I, when I first started it, I even debated, is this even going to work for them? You no. know, they, they've been struggling with this and none of this worked. And when they're starting to do things they haven't done in 12 years and their spouse is saying they're holding their hand and they're doing all these activities and... I've gotten hugs. I've gotten um, even folks come in there and they're very pessimistic. This is going to help, but it's like, I'm going to try this because I've tried every med there is. Um, then they try and then it's just see the results are phenomenal. And a lot of people have been on, believe it or not, we've been keeping track of this. Um, the folks we get for TMS have been on between 15 to 22 psychiatric medications. Oh my gosh. And, and the star D trial that we've known about in the whole community of psychiatry worldwide has shown after three antidepressants, the chances of another antidepressant working is down to around 6.7%. So 
we as psychiatrists need to start thinking a little bit differently here. Absolutely. What are we, whether it's therapy and all these other avenues, we got to be thinking of everything and we need every tool in our toolbox. And this is where NAMI plays a huge role. I always encourage folks because you want to hit from every angle. Yeah. You don't want to have a broken arm and just, you know, be given a pain pill, right? Right. You, you got physical get the therapy, cast. the cast, the, the whole nine yeah. yards. Wow. So it, that's, that's really uh, amazing. And, and you're seeing those kind of, you're seeing this uh, all green lights on the success rate for this. It's been great. Treatment. Yeah. There wow. are some folks that don't respond. So, mm-hmm. um, but overall for us, we've had up to 72% response rate um, with, um, sorry, 72% remission rate with a 92% response rate. Wow. So. Wow. Um, it sounds like you're bringing hope to the table with this. That is the goal. Anything we yeah. can do to help people. It's just tragic. One school shooting after another, the violence that's happening at schools. And even if we don't even talk about, um, you know, the, the gun violence, you know, we're seeing fights. We're seeing more aggression sometimes uh, in the school area. You know, what's going on with our kids? Well, a lot of it or, or parts of it, it's so multifactorial from so many aspects. I think, though, the generation coming up has far more pressures than we did. We had time to play. We had time to go outside, play baseball. You know, the lights went on. We had to be in the house yeah. or dad whistled, whichever one. Yeah, right. um, but they're they're. So um, being geared to study, work hard, to get in UCLA or, you know, um, we're putting all this pressure on them um, and the peer pressure. And I do feel the family piece of it is huge, too. And we're kind of we're so busy as a family anymore. We don't get that family time that develops our sense of self that we have a a family that loves resilience. Yeah, exactly. And. Between that and all these different substances out there, these kids are doing them at earlier, earlier ages. And the stuff is so much more potent. Our day mm. would be still a dad's beer or, you know, something yeah. to that effect. So you're talking about vaping, you're talking about oh. marijuana, you know, marijuana is 10 times the potency of what it was when we were kids, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's amazing when you get someone's history and they're doing all these things, but they want me to counteract it with a pill. <laughs> The side effects they're getting from these other substances, it, it's tough, you know. Wow. So so parents have to be involved. They have to be watching. And, and again, the, we go back to NAMI, the support mechanisms, the support groups, the peer-to-peer groups, uh, the family-to-family groups at NAMI really could come into play here. Yep. They're free and open to the public. You can learn more on our website, namierie.org. And uh, we just encourage folks to break down that stigma, make the call, look online, find out more information because, you know, your family's important and, and you just need to reach out for help sometimes. And that's OK. And also important to pay for these programs through our fundraising. So the fabulous golf outing is our last chance to make the pitch <laughs> in the last two minutes here. Yeah, you have a good time. You know, we've seen the, the stuff on TV. We're glad to be a part of it here on Talk Erie. Um, you know, again, uh, explain the day, uh, you know, for the golfer in the audience, because I'm sure we have <laughs> a few, right? For the golfer right? in the audience. Yes. Or putters. <laughs> or putters. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it is Friday, June 21st at Venango Valley Golf Course, which is a beautiful course stakes on the grill at the end of your 18 holes what's better than that we throw in some boas and some fun some live music on the course and dj tony b as well playing your favorite rock and roll so 
Hey, it's all for a good cause, right? Yeah. I mean, steaks and, and hanging out with your buddies or or friends. You know, again, it's co-ed, of course. You know, uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's an old term. I was like, I haven't heard I'm that term in a long time. <laughs> yes, it is co-ed, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. The ladies get to use the ladies' tees, and that's where I'll be as well. No, it's yeah, not much of a golfer. But no, yeah. Uh, yeah, great, great, uh, a, a, a great cause to, you know, to spend a, a day out in the sunshine on the golf course. Hoping for sun. Today, we are hoping for sun. We also have great hole-in-one prizes. So oh. if you are are that excellent great golfer out there, NAMI is the place to be. On those par threes, right? Yeah. We have a hole-in-one from Harley Davidson. They're giving away a 2019 Fat Boy valued at $20,000. <laughs> You wow. would look super cool, Joe, yeah. going down the no. road with that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pulling into WCTL. Yeah, that would be crazy. <laughs> also, Forest Park Honda, they're giving away to a hole-in-one a 2019 Honda Pioneer. Wow. That's a cool utility vehicle. Yes. They also threw in a plow just for our winter months. You know, those times <laughs> that it's a little cold and eerie. So there's a lot of fun stuff out on the course to benefit NAMI and our free educational programs. The fabulous golf outing again in June. Uh, sign up right now uh, by going to the website, namieerie.org. Backslash fabulous. 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 <laughs> All right. So, hey, thank you so much, Denise. Dr. Matt, we appreciate you being here uh, on the program. 